0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 507, recorded on October 7th, 2021. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for The Average Tech Guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from The AverageGuy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska. And of course, we post the show with some show notes. We'll have some this week. Uh, So if you want to head out there, TheAverageGuy.tv slash HGG507, and uh, you'll get access to the show notes. want to thank you for doing that as well. Mike is out tonight. And if you haven't, uh, if you're looking on the screen, you're, if you're watching the podcast or listening to the podcast, you're not seeing it, but, but, uh, John Aidlot is here with us. And John's a long time listener, both for Home Server Show and then uh, here at Home Gadget Geeks has been a big part of the meetups that we've done in the past. Uh, you're not too far from here, John, if we actually pull off a, uh, a Home Gadget Geeks meetup, do you think he'll come out to uh, Omaha?
1: It's one state away. Yeah. Wouldn't be too It's a long state, though. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I could tell you exactly how long it is I, <laughs> just from this past summer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that uh, uh, here in a second uh, when we get you in. Big thanks to Aaron Lawrence, who joined us last week. Aaron always brings a plethora of gadgets to the program. Uh, we talked a little bit about coffee last week, which is just delightful. I, just, I, I can never stop talking about coffee. Um. No, I didn't buy a robot vacuum cleaner yet, although Ed Sullivan did. So Aaron called him out on the show and said, Ed, you need a vacuum cleaner, and he bought an iRobot on Sunday. So we'll have to check in with Ed and see how the robot vacuum cleaner. Uh, John, do you have, have you have you given in to either a robot vacuum cleaner or a robot uh, lawnmower yet?
1: Either one vacuum of Vacuum cleaner, yes. Oh. Uh, what do you okay, got? We, it's... It's a room but like the lowest um mm-hmm. the lowest model. I think like I got four
0: fifty or something. I don't know,
1: I can't remember the number. Yeah. I got it yeah, yeah. on special last Christmas. And it's it's up at our uh we have a mountain cabin about an mm. hour and a half away near Estes Park. And it's a great little place, but it has this weird thing where these flies come from nowhere and just sort of get into the house and then they die, of course, because there's nothing yeah. to eat. Yeah. And so this thing does a great job of just popping out every day or two and sweeping up all the flies because it used to drive my wife nuts. So we'd walk in and she's like, oh, there's all these flies everywhere.
0: Does it ever get jammed up? You get too many in there?
1: No, we, we just empty it when we get there and okay. it's, it's fine. Okay. We also have one of those, there's a thing on the wall with a UV light in it and some sticky stuff in it that oh. traps them so that mm-hmm. they get about half of them there and the rest of them end up on the floor.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's a good, like, that's a good use of it. I, You know, I've had some friends as I've been talking about this. They're like, "Well, isn't vacuum cleaning, you know?" Because I'm, I'm the vacuum guy at the house. Isn't that the only exercise you get <laughs> lately? It's like, yeah, kind of is. They'd be. I think my daughter said this to me. She's like, "Do you do you really want to? Do you really want to? The the only thing you're getting exercise with? You you want a robot to do it?" So uh, the the lawn is the same way. Like I really do enjoy mowing my lawn. I'm assuming you're, you're mowing your own uh, at at this point.
1: Yeah. Except uh, my wife doesn't want me to mow the lawn because that's one of her forms of exercise. She's been working at home Uh for a year and a half now Nice since COVID started. And she actually likes being able to get out there. It's, we don't have a big yard. It's a city lot in Denver. So it's, uh, I mean, you can mow the whole thing and, 30 minutes or so, right, but she'll right. get up for 15, 20 and just get a little exercise and go back to another meeting. Yeah, no, it's a but nice, mow it, it's, mad. It's, it... <laughs> it's a problem to have. But... <laughs> hey, listen,
0: it I'm works, right? No, it works. I, I do enjoy, I do enjoy mowing my lawn. It, mm. I've said that, you know, a lot, dozens of times here on the show, it would, you know, I'd love to have a robot vacuum cleaner or a robot mower. And there's been some new ones this just this year that have come out that that look really nice. But I get to them, you know, a couple thousand bucks, and you're kind of like, mm-hmm. eh, I don't, I, I could, I should well, that you could get a riding mower. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't need one of those either. <laughs> like I have a push mower. It actually works really well. I can mow the yard in 45 minutes. Like, you know, settle down there I, uh, in the Discord group this like, week.
1: You Don't have an estate the size of uh, <laughs> no of Dave's.
0: No, he's yeah. He's got some, uh, you know, he has got some, some stuff to clear. In the, um, in the group, in the Discord group uh, this week, let me see if I can find the conversation. We were, we were having a conversation about that, about, just about spending on tech in general, you know. And I said, you know, um, uh," I said, I really think I need to just save more and buy less. You know, easy to say. Schoonover kicks in and says, who are you? (laughs) And then Bustow says, it's like the real JC tech diet, right? And um, I I just, I've been convinced there's been so many good things to buy. And I don't know if I need them all, John. You know, you can, you know.
1: I'm pretty sure Schoonover thinks that those words don't make a sentence in that order. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of fun actually listening to him uh, on the podcast a couple weeks ago and it was like he was sitting across the table from me at a meetup, telling me what he thought about stuff. It was kind of good to mm-hmm. hear. It was fun.
0: Yeah, he's a good guy. He's good to have. Uh, John, one of the things I've always appreciated is just how great this community is that's around all this. You know, Dave started it, and and really Dave McCabe really fostered it, and and allowed a lot of great people um, to come in and and. You know, many of them or most of them are sitting out in our chat room right now. And it just was a great, it was a great safe place to come and be, to enter at any level that you want. No judgment. Yeah. Yeah. No judgment. Just a great group of guys and a few ladies along the way who, uh, or it was just a safe place to, to do tech. I've been thinking about rebranding, you know, the Average guy.tv and Home Gadget Geeks and some other things. And one of the phrases that came to mind was friendly tech, you know, and yeah. just kind of thinking, because that's, that's really what we are. Even, even today, it's still like the Discord group is super friendly. Anything we do, you know, ev- all the guests we have and all the Patreon folks, by the way, thank you for, for supporting uh, the show on Patreon. Um I, are great. Like I just don't, there's no, there's, there's never, we, I've never, I don't think we've ever had a problem where we've had to say to someone,
1: uh, uh,
0: you know, uh, type deal. So thanks for being a part of a great audience. I appreciate
1: no, it. it, it I, I, that's what I liked about meetups too, is people could come at all, uh, all levels of knowledge and there were no stupid questions. There was yeah. no, you didn't get people going, you're an idiot. You don't know how to do that. Yeah, I, I never heard that in a meetup. It no, was, it was always a no. very welcoming, yeah. friendly group. Yeah,
0: it's it super fun. great. It was super great. Well, good to have you on. And we want to talk a little bit about you made a solo uh, bike trip, uh, Denver, Denver to Milwaukee, which was west to east, uh, right. here in the U.S. You you went the right direction. You went the direction of the weather, <laughs> which is maybe, <laughs> which is well in most cases, right? The it's moving across, doesn't it? Doesn't it I, move? Yeah, it I goes think west. Nebraska east,
1: yeah. proved me wrong. <laughs> Did it blow other...
0: the other? Okay. Well, yeah, there are times. Well, first of all, uh, tell us when and give us a little background on why. Why were you making this solo bike sure. trip?
1: No, I've, I, I have had a dream of riding across the entire country for many years. I've, I've read about other people doing it and been inspired by. There's, there's several people have written books about it. Uh, My favorite one because of my age is called Old Man on a Bicycle. Um, And I thought, you know, if this guy in his 70s can do this, I can do that. And the problem was time. I I don't have time to do that sort of thing. Um, But now I work in a school system, so I get several weeks off during the summer and I thought, you know, maybe I can do it in pieces. So this was the first piece I decided to try the Midwest. Uh, I thought that'd be a little easier than trying the Western third of the country with uh, some hills. Um,
0: yeah, I've I've gone Valley to Tahoe out in California, and that's a three-day just straight climb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all you do is climb. So right. I've done
1: that, yeah. So I thought, I'm just going to try this. And so I set off uh, about a week into June, intending to take about a month, which is what it took. Um, went north to Cheyenne, Wyoming, turned uh, east and started working my way through Nebraska. I popped up to Scott's Bluff. Uh, in, initially, I had intended to like do about half camping and half motels. The first night I was supposed to camp was Scott's Bluff, and I got there and I found this campground. There's no trees, mm-hmm. it's 95 degrees. And I'm just like, God, this is going to suck. Yeah. Setting up a tent when it's this hot and then yeah. trying to sleep in it. And then I thought, you know, it was a uh, holiday inn just back the road there. I'll go see if they have a room. And they did. And then later that night, lying there, I was thinking, I could just keep doing this (laughs) and not camp because the weather forecast was more heat. And um, I actually stayed there two nights because I got up the next morning. And the forecast was for 98 degrees and the wind was something like 22 to 25 Mm -hmm. straight out of the direction I wanted to go. Mm. And I thought I could spend like 10 hours yeah, that day, just getting to where I'm supposed to It's just going to be miserable. And I thought, I'll just wait, see what happens the next day. I looked out and the flag that was sticking straight out was also sticking straight out, but the other direction. So I did 80 miles in four hours. And
0: <laughs> it's the beauty of the Midwest, just Ooh. wait 24 hours and the wind yeah. changes. Yeah.
1: But a lot of southerly winds, um, Pretty much followed the Platte Valley, Platte River, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, through Nebraska.
0: Which is the I-80, here in Nebraska is the I-80 corridor. That's yeah. kind of I-80 goes through, follows that same. But you and, stayed off of it, I'm assuming. You took oh, maybe Highway
1: 6 or some 30. Of those. Okay. A lot of Highway 30. Yep. Okay. Um, I had intended to take like country roads, but in a lot of cases, mostly in Nebraska, those would just turn into dirt or gravel. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with a little bit of that, but when it would turn into like washboard gravel and everything Mm -hmm. just wants to shake off your bike, Mm -hmm. uh, that wasn't fun. So I ended up gravitating back towards highways that had more trucks on them that I really liked, but at least I knew it was paved. Right. So I got to Kearney, Nebraska and did a five day group ride there. There's a, a ride I've done before called the tour de Nebraska, not a race, just a ride. Uh, they kind of do a loop and end up back in the same place. That was fun. Uh, we had one day high was one hundred and four, mm. and we this, had a, So
0: this was last summer twenty of twenty twenty or 2021. This this yeah, this, this last summer. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, sixty miles mostly south. We we're straight into this wind, and they had oh, they had a lot of problems with people keeling over.
0: I bet they did. They
1: didn't have enough rest stations. I think for the the weather and the wind, and they had to sag about a quarter of the riders in from the back. It was kind of nutty. Mm -hmm. It got better after that, but uh, I kept going after that solo. Um, Crossed out of Nebraska, just north of you, crossed the Missouri River into Scotts or uh, Council Council Bluffs, Iowa. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. The, the hardest day I had actually was climbing out of Council Bluffs up into Iowa. They had these short, sharp hills that you don't get enough speed going down to get back up the next one very far. And you're just grinding your way up. Mm-hmm. I think it was about 4,000 vertical feet that day. It was mm. pretty tough.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Got to uh, Dubuque, Iowa. I've got a sister there and spent an extra day resting up there a little bit. And then headed into what I thought was the best part of the ride, Wisconsin. They've got some awesome trails there. They're mostly uh, railway conversions. So they're not real up and down, pretty even, and mostly shady, uh, hard-packed dirt, and the high was about 80 degrees. It was just heaven. Mm. <laughs> so I could have done that all day for <laughs> uh, years. Yeah. It was wonderful.
0: Yeah. So how long was the total duration?
1: Total was about a month. I got to Milwaukee and spent Fourth of July weekend with some friends there. My, my wife's from there. We used to live there, so we, we know people. Not my relatives. I didn't tell them I was there. Um,
0: <laughs> well, you didn't tell me you were coming through Omaha. I would have, uh, actually I would have I bought you a bottle of Gatorade. I was
1: crossing that bridge. I'm like, I think, <laughs> I think Jim lives right down that way. <laughs> not, far, not far. Not far. About 10 minutes. Um, and then I took the Amtrak home. Oh, nice. Amtrak, if you have a bicycle, Amtrak is a deal because you can add your bike to the ticket on certain routes, not all of them, 20 bucks. They take it and they put it in the baggage car in a rack and you don't have to think about it until you get to the end. And it's, it's great.
0: Yeah. So Amtrak from, from Minneapolis, then nope. no. Milwaukee, Milwaukee. You know, to
1: Chicago change okay. trains and then Chicago all the way to Denver is one train. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's and and that, that comes that come right it's through good. Omaha as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did you, uh, uh so, we took a, uh, if you're watching the video, we took a good look at the bike uh, mm-hmm. that you had. Any, um, anything you add, anything you added to the bike as far as equipment goes or tech goes to to do that? I mean, you could do this whole thing with your phone, right? I mean, could. That, that's yeah. kind of possible. Did you add anything to it?
1: My phone was mostly just playing music for me and, mm-hmm. and podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a computer on there called a, a Hammerhead Karoo too. And the reason I got that one, as opposed to like a Garmin uh, or a Wahoo, those are the main competitors, is that one you can put a SIM chip in and it has its own cell phone signal. And so my wife could check Mm. at any time, where is he? You know, is he still alive? Oh, he's moving. He's probably still alive. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, gee, he's been in that ditch for about three hours. Maybe I should call someone. (laughs) Something may be wrong. Yeah. But it gave her a little peace of mind to know, yeah. okay, he's in the next town where he said he'd be. Uh, he's not where his old girlfriend lives.
0: <laughs> that kind of thing. Did did, um, did she check often on, on you just to kind I of think, see where you were at?
1: I think most days, yeah. I'd, she would just take a break from work and go, hmm, yeah. where's he at? Pull it up on the iPad. Yeah, It's just a link that works on the web and pulls up a map with a little dot. You yeah, know, There you are. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I like about the Hammerhead, uh, they're a relatively new company. Um, they have updates for that computer almost every week. Oh, wow. They're constantly fixing bugs. And it just does an over the year update, painless. You don't have to, like, tie it to your computer and go through a lot of stuff. It just says, oh, there's an update. I'll download it. Okay, now I'm updating. There we go. We're done. And it's, <laughs> it's really easy.
0: Can you get the SIM from any of the carriers? Is that how that works? And so you can just go to your own carrier or Google, and uh, Google Fi, I
1: imagine, would work with it. It might. Um, I'm on T-Mobile, so I just threw an extra chip in there from them, and it worked just fine. There were some areas where I had very little service, but I think that's just... You know, the rural part of Nebraska. Yeah,
0: that's, and T Mobile across Nebraska is not bad. There are there there's I mean, with all the carriers, there's some spots, but but if it's pretty good. The across internet,
1: Nebraska. Or, excuse me, if you're near the interstate, it's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Once once you get further from there, like yeah, between uh Kimball and Scott's Bluff, there were some areas where I had yep. nothing. Yep. Yeah, you're pretty far west mm-hmm. at that point. <laughs>
0: You know, it's it. You get in. You know, you get closer to Cheyenne, it gets a little bit better. You know, Ogallala isn't yeah. isn't too bad, right? You get right. across the North Platte or Kearney or some of those um, uh, Grand Island. Yeah. But but yeah, there's some stretches in there that that. Okay, I got to ask you this though. Mm. Why why did you like? I I get that you're thinking about going across the United States, but what would drive you to you know go across the country for a month? alone yeah, you're staying in
1: hotels but yeah. was there what was the reasoning for this hard to say i i have um, i've kind of been into bikes since high school uh, there were a couple of points in my life where i drifted away but that always came back i've, I've been a bike commuter for years i just mm. kind of prefer getting around that way to being in a car and so it was more of a can i do that question is mm. i did it to make sure i still could uh i had a little bit of a, a heart scare a couple of years ago with some health issues going on and this was a gee can you still do that sort of thing can you get on a bike and ride for, for hours and hours and it turned out i could um i had done some training around here but uh but you know not as much as i really should have yeah it, it turned out just fine you are uh... a lot of days but uh most of them, I just got through and was fine. Did
0: you? Did you ever at any point get halfway through it and you're like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever
1: done"? <laughs> Actually, no. That was day two. I ran into it. So I'm I'm going north from Denver. I got to Loveland, and then my next stop is supposed to be Cheyenne. So I'm between Loveland and Cheyenne, and out of, out of Loveland, and then it's all uh, frontage roads along I-25 going north, and that was fine. And then those stopped being paved. Mm. And it wasn't the good kind of gravel. It was washboard stuff. And I'm like, eh, this sucks. Mm. Um, and every couple of miles, they'd have you go to the other side and continue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I got to an underpass that was full of water. Oh. And it was really muddy water. I couldn't really tell how deep it was. You know, is it three inches yeah. deep or is yeah. it three feet deep? Right. I don't know. Right. So I ended up having to portage my bike and my bags to take everything off the bike, climb over some barbed wire. Oh. There were these pillars underneath there holding the road up. And you got a, like a slope going up to the road. And on interstate underpasses, that's concrete. This was loose dirt. Oh. So I, I kept sliding back down to the barbed wire. I'm actually amazed I didn't get holes in my leg.
0: Yeah. yeah. But it took
1: me like close to an hour to get all that stuff to the other side. And I'm just thinking, this sucks. Why did I do this? This was the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever done, exactly what you said. And yeah. uh, then I thought, but this is day two. I can't quit on day no. two. What's that going to look like? Right. And then I got to a little further along, and I just happened to look up, and there's a sign on the freeway that says, bicycles must stay all the way to the right. And I'm like, I can take my bike on the interstate. Hell, yeah. Yeah. So I pushed it up the up the slope and hopped on, and it was it was heaven. It was uh, it's a fairly new part of the freeway. It was all smooth. It was a nice big shoulder, rumble strip in case trucks wanted to come my way. And it, after that, it was just flying. It was
0: yeah, crazy. it's kind of nice, right? Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, wait a minute, I can do some interstate on this. Mm-hmm. And there's probably it, did you so did you start checking ahead to be like, okay, where can I ride on the interstate versus where can't i
1: no because i broke off from the interstate after cheyenne I, okay. I really wasn't planning on doing anything along i-80 um i was a little disappointed in my routing software i i use a website called ride with gps and there's settings in there that says do you want a gravel or mountain bike or do you want road biking and i was like mm. road and it would still put me on these roads that would then turn to dirt. So I'm thinking Mm -hmm. the software doesn't actually know that that's not a paved road. Yeah. Um, It got better once I got into Iowa and Wisconsin, there were just fewer roads that were dirt. You uh, you almost
0: need like ways for, for bikes, you mm -hmm. know, where it, it ways does not, doesn't always get this right, but it, it does, you know, it does give some, you know, doesn't take it into. although I've had ways taking me through some really bad back ways mm. <laughs> that you're like, seriously, like here. So you probably had some of those moments, even on the bike where you're like, Oh
1: yeah. Like, why this road? And it just yeah.
0: stretches as far as the eye can see. Yeah. Um, uh, Brian, Brian said probably some amazing pictures. Did you, did there you take photos?
1: There is a blog. If you guys want to go look, uh, it's called younger on two Uh, which is sort of a description of how I feel when I'm on a bike. Mm -hmm. Uh, I get 30, 40 feet down whatever road I'm on and, you know, a grin comes on my face and I'm just like, this is fun. I like riding. This feels good. And uh, it's kind of, it rolls into, you know, when I, when I bike a lot, I, I try and stay young as well. It's the way to sort of keep healthy and, and if you go all the way to the bottom and then, Older posts after that, you'll get all the way to the beginning and you can follow along six months later, if you like.
0: Did you write at night when you got in? Mm-hmm. How did you decide when you were going to do a blog post? Was it every day? How'd that work?
1: Pretty much every day. Uh, there are a couple of days where I got busy, but I would then I would catch up the next day. Um, usually what I would try and do is find a place with some decent beer. Mm. And... That was surprisingly hard in some places and surprisingly easy in others. There were some towns I got into and only place open was some little bar. And I'm like, well, at least there's a few people sitting in there. It must be okay. What do you got on tap? Blue moon? Yeah. (laughs) End of story. (laughs) I guess I'll have one of those. Yep. Because everything else was a Budweiser in a bottle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of those
0: uh, small town bars. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, I don't think uh, craft beers really hit those areas yet. But there are other places. Uh, Kearney has a couple of places with like 40 craft beers on tap, a lot of them local.
2: Mm-hmm. The
1: list is so long, they won't even hand you a piece of paper. you got to scan a QR code with your phone to pull up yeah. a current list because it's always changing. But really amazing beers there. Um, so I would try and find a spot where I could get a burger and a beer and I would just use my phone to put in all the, put in the post with some pictures. Yeah. And all the pictures are pretty much from my phone. So
0: there are the pictures uh, as part of the posts then. Yeah, if, if I Click if on
1: I, the one. You should see some pictures. Oh, there, there. we there go. You go. <laughs> there we go.
0: Yeah. This, the post I'm reading, uh, this is what John should have, uh, should have wrote. It says council blessed Atlantic Iowa it says today, dawned with rain and storms still moving through the omaha area so i had to wait until almost 9 a.m to leave and i could have had breakfast with jim if i just would have called that's
1: (laughs) you've never given me your number jim so no i'm just i'm just
0: joking with you john i have just i listen i've listen i have blown through cities that have listeners and i haven't you know i've had i have friends that i've you know I, i totally get it you're on a mission. You're planning this thing. Uh, I, I, I'm just, I'm just joking with you. But this does give a, oh, I, I wish I could blow that picture up a little bit. It's it, some good pictures. This is stereotypical, st- stereotypical Nebraska. The, the good news is, is it was really, really green this year. So oh, yeah. as you were coming across the country, uh, it's kind of dried out now, but as you were coming across at least most of Nebraska, really, really green and probably Ooh. pretty beautiful a lot of hot days as you were traveling. If I remember, June, lots of hot days. Probably a little bit hotter than most. How'd you handle? How'd you handle the heat?
1: I'm okay with heat uh, as long as I can keep moving. It's when I stop, and the, and the air is not cooling your body down, is when when I start having issues. So as long as I can keep on the bike and keep going, I'm fine. Um, I just got really kind of religious about stopping at every. Little tiny town I went through. Oh, there's a gas station. They've got, hey, lemonade. I like lemonade. (laughs) It's it's cold. Uh, They've got water I can fill up with. They've got snacks. Um, What's the Casey's?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah. A
1: lot of Casey's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get Casey's all,
0: both in Nebraska and Iowa. You mm -hmm. get a lot of it.
1: What a great chain that is. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody I stopped with told me they're actually the fourth largest seller of pizza. In oh America. yeah, yeah, and I it's deadly. No <laughs> it's <a> deadly. <laughs> it's deadly pizza. They got pizza for breakfast.
0: But you're oh yeah, and they got good breakfast pizza too. Mm-hmm. You're burning so many calories. Uh, I I did this. Um, I did a, a a run with a guy one time. He was running across Nebraska the other direction, which was the wrong direction. But he Ooh. was, he was going from Omaha. He wanted to run the whole length of the state of Nebraska. So he started in Omaha. I said you should have started on the other side. It's downhill. <laughs> but anyway, so I ended up picking him up. Uh, later it took him about three weeks to run across Nebraska. And I ended up picking up later and taking them to Denver. But I ran with them one day. I drove out, I think to North Platte or one of those. And I ran with them for a day. And I think we did I don't know, 15, 17, 18, 19 miles that day. But you're, you're burning so many calories you can eat whatever you want. Oh yeah. So, well, you shouldn't, but you can, <laughs> you I
1: really know, I wasn't worried about that. I, yeah. I thought I would lose a fair amount of weight and it ended up only being about five pounds through that whole ride for a month. Mm. I think what it is is I added muscle and and also dropped fat. So it was just basically redistributed. It didn't yeah. lose a whole lot, but it just yeah. moved around.
0: Well, you get, you get endurance, you know, when you're, when you're doing that kind of work, you get this endurance build that you don't gain or lose a lot. You, you, you know, your, your muscles kind of lean out even a little bit when you're, cause yeah. you're, you're just riding every day.
1: So but, say some of that's come back since I left. Or <laughs> since I got, it's
0: return. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, sure. Well, and, and, um, you know, you've got some chances you're in Denver, so you can drive probably good chunks of the year. Oh yeah. Um, so you, you can keep doing that. Did you use any other, so phone for podcasts and music, Ooh. GPS to kind of keep track of some things, any other tech or any other gadgets that were helpful or handy as you were? Well,
1: I started off with a lot of stuff. I ended up not needing, mm. uh, not camping meant, that in Scotts Bluff, I sent back my tent, my oh, camp yeah. stove, my a bunch of I had a bunch of freeze-dried meals, mm. um, had a way to make coffee, had a little aeropress kit to make coffee on the road. I said, I can just throw this all in a box and send it home. And I did. I did that actually twice. I did another round in Kearney that stuff I didn't need. I didn't need rain gear. Yeah. Right. It never rained on me. No. I had one day where I got a little. You know, a few drops on it, it could have though. Like could you, have.
0: in in any other year, you would have seen you were. This was June, right? Yeah. When you were doing so, any other year, you would have had thunder. You know, thunderstorm threats and maybe well, some. Tornadoes.
1: But I also learned um, if you have a rain jacket and it's and it's raining and it's eighty five degrees, you probably yeah. don't even want to put it on. Now you're just going to get soaked yeah. inside of it. Yeah, I'm sweating. Yeah, so yeah.
0: Now the rain feels good at that yeah, point. Yeah. At
1: that point, you know and. Hey, there's my shower for the day, and now I smell better. Um,
0: <laughs> get some of the salt off. That is kind of the nice little
1: bit. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. always be yeah. a little crusty at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, that stuff just kind of builds up on your skin. It does. Like, Ooh, it does. What is that? Corners, corners yeah. here. I'd oh, always get it in dummy my nose. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, down yeah. Yeah, a lot of that. And, um, yeah. Every time I got to a hotel, first thing is a shower. Yes. And, and then it feels uh,
0: really good too. Like you oh, get in, they amazing. get clean, get that road dirt off of you. Some of those kinds so of things. So
1: if you go through the blog and look at the, uh, the tour to Nebraska section that I was tent camping every night cause I had already paid for a service for that. And some of those nights were really hot. Like it was still over 90 degrees at 10 PM and there's nothing you can do. but just kind of lie there, but they had showers there in a truck. There was a uh, truck that showed up every night at the wherever we were staying, and they've got four doors. Each door has six showers in it, so there's 24 shower stalls inside this truck. The water's hot. They're they got heaters in the back, and there it is. And uh, God, it felt amazing. You're you know it's you've been riding 60, 70 miles, and you're in this stupid little truck thing but it it just feels it's the the best feeling in the world you got hot water and you can hear eight other people around you going ah that
0: feels so good did did you find age-wise is this is this an older age demographic doing this some young kids out there a mix what's the who's doing this
1: that turn to nebraska is i was on the younger side they got a few people over 80 wow but uh, most were in their sixties and seventies, uh, most because I think people who are working don't have time to yeah. take a week and, and just go riding.
0: It's a lot like Ragbri, right? Which uh, yes. Tony had mentioned. He he's watching video Ragbri annual. That's a big deal here in Omaha. So a lot of Omahans will will do Ragbri, um, uh, and and that's a long it's a long trip across Iowa. Mm-hmm. But it's a party too. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I think for me that would be a much bigger group than I would want to ride with. This tour to Nebraska is four to five hundred riders. So it feels a little more like a family. There aren't lines everywhere you go. Yeah. Uh yeah. I think with Rag Bri there are you just overwhelm these little towns.
0: Well it's gotten it's gotten kind of Woodstockish in mm-hmm. a lot of ways and, and it's become an event like so many people have done it. It's become an event where kids grow up with hearing about RAGBRAI and you, you got to do it just at least once. Like, and so, you know, folks, they'll prepare for it for six months. And then, and it, and it really is a big gigantic party. I mean, they, it's gotten over the last 10 or 15 years, it's kind
1: of gotten out of hand.
0: You know, it's too many riders. And they, like you said, they, they come into a small town and they just overwhelm it.
1: You know, there were some people on the Nebraska ride that were heading to RAGBRAI a few weeks later. Yeah. And I, when I saw the weather, they were getting, I think it was ungodly hot this year. I was like, man, I'm glad I'm not doing that one. Yeah,
0: we had a bad summer. It was really bad. It was really bad. We that's it's not summers have gotten
1: really, really hot out no. here. Yeah. Denver too. Yeah. We've had more ninety plus degree days than we've ever had this summer.
0: Um, would you do it again, John?
1: Not that route. Okay. I think I've seen enough Nebraska <laughs> cornfields and, and Iowa And Iowa. And grain elevators. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, It's the same thing. Um, it's the
0: same country.
1: Just, you know, yeah. small town, grain elevator, feedlot, cornfield, 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 repeat. Yeah. It's just, right. that's Nebraska all the way through. And flat as a pancake for most of it. So right. it's just, um, nothing against Nebraska, but I think I want something a little more interesting. Right. I've already Decided, I think, where I'm going to go next summer, and that is I'm going to circumnavigate Lake Michigan. Oh. So I'm going to take the train again back out to Milwaukee, um, start there and go north, up through Sheboygan, Green Bay, wrap around the top part of the lake, come back down through Michigan, then back up around Chicago. It's it, When I looked at that, I thought, well, that's not a lot of time. It's 960 miles. Mm. It's a big lake. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think the, um, the weather will be a little cooler. Yeah. Uh, the lake views are going to be a little more interesting than cornfields. Yep. So yep. I think the flat photography sure. will be a little bit better. Very it isn't flat. hilly. Yeah. yeah. It's not hilly. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's going to be pretty. I have been a uh, Packer fan for oh. a long, well, since I got married. Yeah. And so I'll probably stop at Lambeau field in green Bay and give that a look over. Maybe take a tour of the field. Um, Mackinac Island, if anyone's been there, will be another highlight. I can't cross that bridge on a bike, apparently. Oh, they used to have a service that would come and get you and put you in a trailer and take you across because they don't want bikes mixing with the cars. Um, that's been gone since COVID. So, mm. at this point, my only option is to take a ferry to Mackinac Island and then take another ferry over to the Lower Peninsula. Could could you Uber exit? Like the other way to do it would be to hang around a gas station on one side and yeah. hope somebody with a truck uh, is willing yeah. to take you over for twenty bucks or something. Uh, yeah, That's you know, probably I, not a bad plan either. There's a lot of people up there with trucks.
0: Yeah, I was going to say maybe even in the community, there's someone close by. It would not surprise me. You know, or you could arrange a you know arrange a quick little meetup to take you across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let me know. We can. We'll find. Maybe, out. maybe we can broker that or figure out a way to get you get you across there um, for sure. So that'll be next summer. Is that what you're thinking?
1: Yep. There's a bike ride, uh, June 18th. I've done this one many times, mostly when I lived there called the fat tire tour of Milwaukee, basically a pub crawl on bikes. Mm -hmm. They go through about five different, uh, bars. They have four to 500 riders. So you want to see a crowded bar with (laughs) 500 bikes piled up outside.
0: How many ambulances well, do they need after in the seen, evening? Uh,
1: no, I did see a guy break his arm once. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to ride up the yeah. steps at Walski's. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't make it. Um, I don't think they called it an ambulance. I think he just went somewhere. Oh. Um, he wasn't feeling much pain at that point. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll do <laughs> that ride. Day. And then the next morning, head out for Sheboyganing. and and make my way around
0: we we have one here um called the taco ride and it's from the trailhead of the wabash trail in council bluffs you probably went you 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 were within a mile of it when you were biking out here for sure and then um it goes down 10 miles maybe to to i forget the name of the town i i should know it but i don't and there's a little taco place down there and They'll get hundreds of riders on a, on a Tuesday night to go down for tacos and everybody in the margaritas are like a buck or two or something. They're super cheap. And there's always, then, then you, then you bike, you have to bike back up the trail, right. To, to get to where everybody parked and there's always accidents, you know, there's always somebody in the ditch or whatever, you know, they just, they just have a good time, you know, they have a good time um, doing it. Will you will you do anything different as you're making this trip? Think that you learned going across Nebraska and Iowa and, and a little bit of Minnesota.
1: Well, I won't take as much crap with me. Yeah, uh, that's that's an easy one. I think I'm going to try and take a full DSLR next time. Mm. I, I wasn't real happy with the. I have a pretty nice phone. It's probably got one of the best cameras you can get. It's a Galaxy S21 Ultra. It's a nice phone, nice camera for a phone, right? But what I really missed was being able to zoom in and, and take raw photos and kind of play with the.
0: Yeah. Are you a photo? Are you normally things? a photo guy? Do you, do you take a lot of pictures?
1: I take a lot. Um, I'm the sort of de facto photographer for my school where I work. So a lot of them are just of kids that are not mine, but, <laughs> um, I, I only do that because I enjoy it and it's fun. And, um, I have the ability, the ability to, to I think, take some decent pictures. Yeah. It, yeah. It's funny. You you ask teachers for, Hey, take some pictures of your kids. And what they send me is, Oh, it's just garbage. It's, <laughs> it's from a, you know, a five-year-old phone and it's all blurry. And you're like, I can't do anything with that. I, it's hard to adjust and make it look good. So, yeah. Um, I'm like, okay, I'll do it myself.
0: Well, and it's fun. And he, there's, there's something I think Mike, Mike Howard taught us, you know, there's something about how to frame up a picture and mm-hmm. how to get it right and what you're looking for and perspective and what's in the background, right. And a lot of those things.
1: And as good as I thought my photos were, I didn't, I don't think I could have did a good job with the blog, getting them to where they're like, you couldn't pull up a bigger version of that. No, I, I did something screwed up there that wasn't what I wanted to do. And I don't know if it's cause I was doing it all on a phone I might take something bigger to work on next time. Mm. Um, But what I would like is that people can click on it and have the full size picture. So they kind of get the full effect.
0: Yeah. uh, Maybe even upload them to, uh, you know, so some go to the blog, but you upload most of them to a photo sharing site, whatever, whatever, Google or whatever, where you share that, you can share that album out as part of the blog.
1: So folks can do that with smug mug. I've got an account there. Yeah. Yeah. That would work. It's good
0: good way to do it. That way folks can kind of follow you there and get the full versions if they Mm -hmm. want. That's that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun to do. I think it's
1: easier though to if you're reading along, boom, there's the picture, and then you keep reading. It's it's a little more impactful. Yeah, I think than having to go to another site just to see them. Yeah. So yeah. Well it's it's you could do both I might try and fix next summer. You you could do both. How long
0: do you think it'll take you to go ar- around?
1: Three that week's, weeks? Shorter. It's going to be about three weeks. Three weeks. Uh, my wife was not real pleased with how long I was gone. <laughs> um, I think she worried a fair amount. You know, being able to see where I was was helpful, but you never know when a truck's going to come along and, you know, knock me into the ditch. And yeah. it never happened, but she's. She's no, I understand. Like that might happen.
0: I, I understand. We we had our the pastor at our church do the full length across the U.S. Hmm. last summer, two summers ago. Mm, I think two years ago now. No, three years ago now. I think Did it's you ask been. him why, and it's something he always wanted to do. It was uh, It was just one of those. He's a biker. Always been, you know. Always been a cyclist, and that's the kind of the that when when you do it, that's kind of the thing you know,
1: it's a bucket list item.
0: For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, you know, for me, it was like running a full, you know, or I even, I even con- contemplated running some ultras and hmm. I just, I was, by the time I got there, I was too old and too beat up. And I was like, yeah, no, I think my running days are over, but um, um I've decided
1: if I'm going to try and do the whole thing across, I'll just wait till I'm retired and, and do it. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I got all the time in the world.
0: Yeah. You let's stay on the bike theme with this. Ooh. And um in the show notes, you, you talked about selling some vehicles to get an e-bike. Is that am I reading that correctly? Is this is this like so you're giving up a vehicle yep. to get a to get something that's uh, to, so, to talk to me about a little bit about so this. My
1: things. wife and I had two cars, uh both about five to seven years old. We traded both of those in on a new car, and that's hers. And then I got this thing that's on your screen now. It's, a, it's an e-bike from Turn, which is a U.S. company, although the bikes are, are made in Taiwan. Nothing's made here in the U.S. anymore. Um, it's not a cheap bike. If people go look at it, the the base version is about 4500 bucks, but it will haul an amazing amount of cargo, uh, small kids, even large kids if you want. Uh, I have put several bags of mulch on it. I've Brought home a couple of Adirondack chairs one day from the hardware store. Um, I do all my grocery shopping on that. That's my car. And the only time I do get into a car now is to go up to our mountain place, which is, you know, near 100 miles away. So that's a little little far for an e-bike. I just consider this my way of getting around Denver. And Denver's not a hilly city. It's flat. People who haven't been here think it's mountainous. But no, the mountains are several miles west (laughs) and we're really in the plains. So it's pretty flat. And this does just great. I, I can, I put two batteries on it. It's got a carbon belt drive. I I got some upgrades from the base version, but uh, I I love the thing. And this is, uh, this is now my car. So when you, when you think about how much it costs, you know, if you're replacing a car with it, that's not that much. And all I have to do is plug it in maybe once a week and let it recharge and I'm good for another week of zooming around town.
0: Would you, would you favor one of these over a moped? Cause it's about the same, you know, about the same price, about mm-hmm. the same, you know, the difference is you're actually still pedaling on these, yeah. right? They're electric, it's a pedal assist. Electric there's, assist.
1: There's three versions of e-bikes out there, three classes, they call them. Class one is what I have. It's a pedal assist and the assistance cuts out at 20 miles an hour. The bike doesn't push you at all unless you're pedaling. Class two uh has a throttle. They also cut out at 20 miles an hour, but uh you don't have to pedal anything. I've another teacher at my school has one of those, and I saw her going along the street one <laughs> She wasn't pedaling at all, she's just zooming along. I'm like, is that thing just you don't have to pedal? She's like, No, I just twist. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's more like a moped yeah. or a scooter. Um, then there's class three, which is the same as mine, except it goes faster. They'll do 28 miles an hour. Uh, I don't think there are any of those that are cargo bikes at this point. I'm sure one will come along soon. These things are exploding in terms of.
0: Was it hard to get with, with like with, I know with COVID supply chain, bikes have been hard to find. Uh, Was this, was this difficult to get?
1: Um, believe it or not, it got held up due to that stupid ship in the Suez Canal. (laughs) The evergreen, <laughs> was really? it ever, not evergreen, ever vision. Um, what was it called? I don't know. I uh, ever something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, would have been about four weeks, ended up being close to two months. Yeah. Um, but I've got it. I'm, I'm super pleased with it. It's just, uh, it's what I hop onto now to go anywhere. That's
0: and, a good looking uh, bike. hmm it is a good-looking... Good look you're asking
1: good. about the comparison to like a scooter. I can haul way more than any moped or scooter could. Really? I've got big panniers, big bags on the side. I can put, you know, four grocery bags in there, and then I can pile stuff above that on the back on the top. Then I've got a rack in front, and I can put more stuff. That rack in front holds uh, a full case of wine. Uh, oh, that's important. I'm, I know <laughs> this from experience. It, it holds... Uh, a uh, full case of beer just as easily. Um, it, you know, you, you can just keep piling things on here and there, and all you need to keep things steady if you get past where things are are uh, just going to sit there is bungee cords, and everything's nice and tight.
0: Is it still a workout? I mean, do you get a little bit of, oh. of cardiovascular on this oh, thing? Yeah.
1: And there's four levels. You can, you can drop down to the lowest level, and you're pushing pretty hard, or you can go to the turbo and you're barely, you're pedaling, but you're mm-hmm. still zooming. Mm-hmm. So whatever kind of workout you want, you can still get it. The The downside with going to turbo is if I wanted to keep going, I think I've probably got 45 to 50 miles of range around Denver. Uh, if I had, if I dropped it down to the economy version, I think I could get close to a hundred.
0: Economy being on on the bike you currently have, well, this, the, the lowest, setting.
1: Lowest setting. It yeah. economy touring sport turbo so i usually say i mean i'm always in a hurry so i usually say turbo <laughs> boost get and, just it <laughs> and take off
0: mm-hmm. and take off and so the assist stops at 20 miles an hour so if you're going yeah. down a hill yeah. and you're going 20 already it's just it's it, there's no need is mm-hmm. that a little safety feature too so you don't go too fast i mean 20s 20, 20s i mean is it safety or is it just so they don't have to classify it as a
1: I think it's safety mostly. Okay. Um, I think above 20, the ones that go 28, and there, there's a lot of homebrewed stuff out there that'll go a lot faster than that. Yeah. I, my neighbor's got one that he takes up in the mountains south of here, and he that thing will do f- upwards of 40 miles an hour. Yeah. I would just get in trouble with something like that and hurt <laughs> myself or kill myself. Yeah. yeah. That's fast. Um, That's I'm very fast. For traffic, this is fine. Yeah. Um, it allows me to merge into traffic more easily. There's one spot every, you know, my way home where I have to make a left turn. There's always cars coming. But at 20, I can kind of get in there a little more easily than when I'm doing 12 or something if I'm pedaling on my own on a different bike.
0: Andrew makes a good point in the chat. He says it'd be nice if it charged the battery when you went downhill. Are there regenerative braking options? I
1: I have heard there are some of those out there. Uh, This one isn't one of them, but there are some of those that would, that actually add a little bit. Yeah. Um, the other thing I thought about is, you know, if you put a couple of big solar panels on the bag, would it charge itself and, and be able to go longer? Somebody, some people have asked me, what I tour on something like that? And probably the answer is no. It's too heavy. It, it weighs 70 pounds. Yeah. Um, if you get to a point where you don't have any battery left, you suddenly have a much heavier bike. <laughs> it's Especially a little bit of gear. work Oh, and then yeah. you're then you're just miserable. Yeah. Funny story. I uh, on that tour to Nebraska, I, uh, a guy that I met on the last one who's also from Denver. He shows up. He's got this new specialized e bike, and he's like, "Yeah, check out my new electric bike." And I'm like Jimmy, that's pretty cool. Uh, day one, uh, I catch up with him at lunchtime, and we're it's some firehouse in a little town, and I said, "Where's your bike?" And, oh, it's over there is it plugged in? I have to recharge it. I ran out of juice a couple miles away from lunch. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. okay, so how long do you have to charge that before you can go again? Uh, maybe another hour. So he quickly ran into the downside right. uh, of doing that. Right. Um, He actually, that day we had a headwind. So he, he actually ran out again before getting to mm. our endpoint. So he was not a happy guy that day. Yeah. So the next day he's all like, okay, I'm going to use the lowest setting and I'm going to pace myself. And it was just funny watching him go off morning. Number one. And yep. See you guys. and zooms off. And then <laughs> you catch him and he's all like, yeah, it's ran out of juice. <laughs>
0: uh, the tortoise, the tortoise wins the race on that one. But, yeah. uh, is there much maintenance to those John? Do they, do you have to do, you know, is it?
1: No, this one? No, you just plug it in every couple of days. Um, mines a, it's got a carbon belt drive so that takes the place of a chain so it doesn't even have you know grease on the chain yeah. or anything it's it's pretty maintenance free belt
0: it's a it's a belt like Ooh. uh okay
1: yeah. yeah some motorcycles have those yeah. um, it's also got a continuously variable uh transmission to to adjust the the pedaling speed so you can just twist that up or down as you feel you like you want it's pretty pretty bulletproof there's really nothing you can you need to do to it um it comes with a 10-year warranty believe it or not the uh if you i think the normal warranty is five years but then he said if you go on and register give them all your info and agree to their emails they'll make it 10 years i'm like wow fair fair trade yeah so uh it's a 10-year warranty and so i just take it in every 500 miles or so. And he looks over and says, yeah, it looks fine.
0: So they have a dealership, like a dealership or like a, uh, like a store you you bought, you didn't order this on the internet. You bought, you bought it local.
1: No, there's a company called rad power bikes that makes a, they're growing like nuts right now, but they, it's sort of a direct to customer model. They will ship you a bike in a box. Yeah. Mostly put together. You, you screw a few things in and you're good to go. Uh, they're much cheaper. Uh, you can get, you know, pretty nice bikes from them for under two grand, maybe even down close to a grand. I think for some of them. Um, this one they go through a dealer network. Uh, they're a little more controlled. I think when I go in next time, he's going to upgrade the software on my Bosch motor because they've actually put out some firmware upgrades for that. <laughs> so, there's like everything else in the world, it needs firmware updates. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of appreciate that level of support. He's a guy that I know anyway. Uh, my son used to work for him at a bike co-op near here. So we, we've known each other for several years. So yeah, real nice guy. And I'm happy to throw some business his way.
0: Do you worry about weather on that thing? Does it affect your, like if it's raining, do you just put, put gear on, use the wife's car? <laughs> What's oh,
1: the- <laughs> no. I, I, I ride through the wintertime. Okay. Um, the only thing I worry about is ice. You know, falling down is not fun.
0: No,
1: um, but I will ride through snow and rain. I've got enough jackets and gear and stuff, and the bike's fine. It doesn't care. Yeah, looks pretty beefy.
0: Mm -hmm. Looks pretty beefy. Pretty wide tires. You know, they're not the super fat ones, but it does. They look. They look pretty. They're twenty inches,
1: but I think they're over two inches wide. So they're they're pretty pretty large. Yeah, and there's shocks on the front, so it's it's a pretty smooth ride.
0: Yeah. It looks, it looks good. Do you clip in or on the pedals or just, just, just whatever you're wearing? Okay.
1: I, with the assist, you really don't need to have that clip in where that you're twerk. pulling up, you know, you're, you're not climbing <laughs> okay. hills yeah. with that level of effort. So yeah. you really just, you yeah, really yeah. don't need them.
0: Would you take it up a, a pretty good hill if you, if you needed to?
1: Yeah. In fact, um, there is a monster hill where we have our mountain cabin, um, We're way down in a valley from Estes Park. So if I'm going to take it up there soon and just try this. There's a grocery run to the grocery store. It's about 12 miles round trip. But there's about a 1,000 feet of climbing in the first half Mm. a mile from Mm -hmm. our house, including some nasty switchbacks. So I want to try it on that and see how she does. Yeah. I see uh, actual racers using that hill sometimes to train. They, They go up and... They go slow because it's really steep.
0: Yeah. Do, would you? Okay. So say you're, you get up to the top and you've expended your battery. And can mm-hmm. you? Is that? Is it e- pretty easy to coast? Could you coast back or get back? Oh yeah,
1: coasting's Kay. easy. Yeah, you just yeah. turn the motor off. And even if the motor's on, it, it coasting is if you're not pedaling, if you're just coasting, there's it doesn't do anything. It just right. It just yeah rolls.
0: Just like and like a regular bike, it's heavy because mm-hmm. yeah. you got big batteries
1: in there, right? right? But do I don't they, think my battery would run out that quickly. It would. Yeah. I just where, do, where
0: do they put the battery on these things? Where Where is it physically if you on pull the bike? Up the picture, it's right in yeah. the midsection. Um, I'll pull. I'll pull it up again here. Give me just a second. Is do you have the yellow one that I'm showing here, or what did nice you get?
1: Blue. Okay. It's a slightly different model than this one, I think. Um, oh no, that's the right model. Yeah. Is Is it this? That is black it? thing right in the middle there? Yeah. Yep. And I have two. I paid for an extra. Each each of those batteries are grand. Yeah, they're not cheap. But um, it sits right behind the first one. So in that little gap right there,
0: down down in here, in this yeah, little gap, that, right
1: that thing right behind the uh, crank, right that little thing sticking up from oh, the right robot? down
0: here, right down here on yeah, the battery the...
1: just jacks into there. Okay, okay. And the cool thing is, with two batteries in, you can just plug either one in, and it charges both. they they're they're both hooked up. You don't have to say use battery two or use battery one. It just it's just all one system.
0: Now this is is uh, you know the it looks like the systems made by Bosch, Ooh. but it looks like they got some Shimano and back from my days of, of of biking when I was a kid. That was a big deal, and so it it looks like they've. I mean, it's kind of their they're really. It looks like they're mixing kind of motorcycle bike. Uh, you know, battery technologies together to kind of really make this thing work.
1: I think uh, slightly so. Um, the brakes on the front, I think, are more motorcyclish. You know, it's yeah. a disc brake system. Yeah. Um, the part there are Shimano parts on there. There's uh, you.
0: You can see the derailleur back here on the back. I mean, that's old school, yeah. right there, right?
1: Yeah, mine doesn't have one. It's got a a CVT up where that is. And there's no there's nothing hanging down there. Yeah. It just goes to that belt.
0: What's your but, model? What what model do you have? The, uh
1: upper right GSD S00LX, I think.
0: The this one. Yeah. That
1: one. Yeah. There we go. That's there the you. one. That's a um, good
0: looking bike. I I I man, I you know, if they weren't eight thousand dollars. <laughs>
1: You don't have to spend that much. No, I know, I know. Um, know. Yeah, sixty-five. No, what did I? That's with a single battery. Yeah, dual battery. Mine was right around seven with tax, so it wasn't quite that high. There must be some other difference,
0: Uh, or maybe maybe they're just
1: maybe the price has just gone up in the last few months.
0: It's very possible with everything else that seems to be um, seems to be going up in price. One of the things I'm noticing is the flexibility in the cargo carrying, so you can Mm -hmm. get a carrier that gives you really max uh, for carrying things. And then they have a couple people carriers in there so that, right. You, it's comfortable for someone for a second person to sit on it or for, to have up to two children on it. Right. Within car seats. I've got several parents at
1: my school coming to work or to come into school with kids on the backs of not this particular one. There's, there's one other guy who has one of these. Most of them have different brands. There's, There's a bunch of them, but they're, they're bringing their, kids on e-bikes and mm-hmm. you can, you can stick a baby seat on the back of that. You can just mm-hmm. have a kid sit there. I've actually got a cushion on the back of mine because, uh, I occasionally give kids rides, uh, we've got a little incentive program at our school. If you get an award for doing something really good or really cool, you get to pick something off of a list of prizes and each teacher has a different prize. Mine is you get to sit on the back of that and ride around the neighborhood. Nice. Uh, with mom or dad's permission.
0: Yes, yeah. of course. And, and a helmet. <laughs> yes.
1: I need and crack and a liability waiver. <laughs> yeah. We me get to that. Uh, <laughs> but I have a cushion on the back of them for for that. And then underneath my saddle, there's actually two handholds spots. So they oh, can nice. grab onto that and yeah. not just sort of be trying to balance. Yeah.
0: That would make so. sense. Mm-hmm. You know, that would make sense to have that almost like another handlebar. And there's sideboards handlebar. there.
1: They can their feet are on a nice flat platform aside too. So it's, yeah, it's pretty stable.
0: Yeah, you can kind of see those if, if you're mm-hmm. looking for them. They're down. Well, I'm not showing the picture anymore, but they're <laughs> down there, um, kind of at the bottom. That's a good. That's a good little. Does it does it fling much water or or you know? is your are riding Yeah,
1: yeah. No, this fender's front and rear, so you don't you don't get wet from the bike. Well, that's that's uh, nice. Unless you go through something pretty deep, but then you're going to get wet anyway.
0: Does it have any other tech on it that's that's interesting i mean it I, listen it's got a lot of tech that's cool, right? I mean the batteries and the shifting and the
1: it's got a computer. Some, it's got a um i mean it'll tell you what your range is how many miles okay. left you have yeah, like a dashboard um, yeah, pretty yeah. much yeah uh, nothing else technical on it that most of the tech is built into the motor and the batteries
0: if you're listening to the audio on this and you want to check these out, turn bicycles t e r n Bicycles.com if you want to go out there and, and take a look and see some of the, they're cool. Like I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm like,
1: man, these smaller, are kind of cool.
0: Maybe smaller, I'm selling smaller, my I mean, legacy.
1: There's, there's something besides the GSD. There's a, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a smaller model and they've made folding bikes for years.
2: Mm. They have
1: folding bikes that have batteries uh, and, and some that don't. But um, they they've been in the bike arena for quite a while.
0: And you said they're out of Singapore?
1: Companies in California, but okay. the bikes are all made in Taiwan. Okay, Taiwan.
0: There you go. Yeah, they do have a lot of different, the Verge, they've got mm-hmm. a Node model. It looks like they've got a BYB um, that looks more like the folding kind. Like I think this was the company that I think pioneered the, the ability to fold it like into a suitcase size and you take it on a commute or something like that.
1: If you've ever heard of Dahan, Okay. Uh, those, that's another folding bike company. I believe the guy who started turn is from that family. So it's sort of been a family business for a while. He came out of that family and started his own company. But, uh, Dahan, um, bike Friday is another one that makes folding bikes. Um, uh, the big one that's, uh, been known in England for a long time is Brompton. That's sort of like the Rolls Royce of folding bikes. Last time I was in London, you'd see those flying along the street. Guy in a three piece suit. Riding his Brompton with a little briefcase stuck on the back of it. It was kind of cool. And then you could tell he gets to his building and folds it up, goes up the (laughs) elevator and
0: (laughs) becomes a little carrying case. This is showing Mm -hmm. one of those minis, 2,500 bucks, which uh, isn't bad for some of the technology, but 30% smaller than the traditional 20 inch folding bikes. So this is a very kind of a mini. You probably want to put a ton of miles on this, but You know, in a, in a city like London or New York or, you know, where you're, maybe you need to go a little bit farther than just, you know, that's, that's a little bit longer, a couple miles and, um, you know, a, a three mile walk or a three mile ride is completely
1: different. Oh yeah. My commute's very short. I'm two miles from work and it's almost, you know, I can do that on this bike in eight minutes, but, uh. When I had to do it on a regular bike, it was more like 12 to 15. Yeah. Um,
0: and a little more wouldn't, sweaty. would
1: want to walk it. A little more sweaty, yeah, especially <laughs> yeah. on these 90-degree days. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Tony says, I can't buy one of these until I bought the vacuum cleaner. I've been talking a lot about <laughs> the robot vacuum cleaner a lot these days. So, um, yeah, I don't know, Tony. This is the problem with being a host on this show, as I see I hear all these stories from people and I'm like, man, I'd really like to have one of those. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. I do. I, 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 my bike, I haven't had a bike for, I don't know, four or five years now. And i have been using the blue. Well, here in Omaha, they're blue B cycle. Mm-hmm. That's the rent a bike. They're everywhere. And they've done, somehow they survived during the pandemic. I, I don't know right. how they did. I think they're, I think they're funded. Uh, You know, they, they, they've got some uh, other folks funding them, but,
1: well, here in Denver, the other thing you see everywhere is those, these uh, scooters that are yeah. rentals. Yeah. Um,
0: and Uber acquired Lime. So now in yeah. your Uber app, you can, right. you can rent the Lime ones that it's, we have.
1: They're kind of annoying in some ways because people travel in packs. You see like yeah. eight people out on a bar crawl or something doing, uh, you know, zipping along. It's like, okay, I got to wait for all of you to go by. Uh, or, the other thing I find annoying is people will leave those things anywhere.
0: Oh, for sure. They encourage um, you to.
1: There's a spot yeah. where I have to cross the busiest street in Denver to get home. And every few weeks, somebody will leave one right in the center of that crosswalk thing where I can't even get to the stupid button to push it to get across. Uh, it's just like, really? You got, you can't just move it to one side a couple of feet so it's not in my way? Yeah. I don't seem nope. to care. There's, nope, they're done.
0: No, we, we have, I know during, somebody
1: comes and gets it after a while, but
0: and they move them around. They, yeah. they pull them at night. They come and get them in charge them, right? It. type mm-hmm. deal. We, during the college world series here in Omaha, um, you know, we, we get a million people to show up for that thing. And they're downtown. What was going on there, when I was there.
1: Everywhere. Oh yeah. I was like, why is, why is my, uh, I forget what hotel I was in, but why is it almost $400 yeah. tonight? <laughs>
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and
1: yeah. Then I realized I got in there in the lobby and there's people showing up in these uniforms I'm like, yep. Oh, that's what okay. Yep. I've been seeing you, that you on came. TV. That's what's going on.
0: Yep, you hit it. You hit our the most expensive time to be in Omaha mm-hmm. when you when you came through. You get a little outside of Omaha and you're fine and yep. uh, you know. But it is um it, it the whole city those scooters are everywhere and they just drop them You know, Mm -hmm. you just see them all over and then somebody comes by and picks them up. So I have yet to to, to try one. I should probably get out there. I have used the B-Cycles and our B-Cycles do have electric assist. Mm -hmm. So those are, I kind of, I kind of, we were talking about this in the pre-show. I kind of need to get back into my biking. I wish they would come all the way down in here to Bellevue uh, where I live so I could bike. It'd be great if I could grab one, you know, walk to one, grab it, bike into work, drop it. You know, that would be great. If If you had your
1: own e-bike, Jim, you
0: could
1: take it to work, you know, three days a week, whatever you like, and leave the car at home.
0: I know, I could. I could. You have to trade that legacy that I just got in on it. Um, uh, John, one more thing. Um, during the early days of the pandemic, I we did a bunch of shows on school districts and Mm -hmm. how they've handled it and what they did. And we, you know, we talked about moving, you know, we, some districts took, took hot spots out for their students and some of those kinds of things. We're on the other side of it for the most part. I'm being kind of optimistic a little yeah. bit. We we still got some things to work through, but we're kind of through a lot of it. Anything tech, from a tech perspective in, in that, in in light of that, that you, you, you work, uh, you work in a school district, is as, as you think about the technology you guys deployed, any big lessons you guys learned out of that um, that that yeah. you'll
1: take forward um, yeah, it was i I'm not sure that I have solutions for these yet, but the 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 amount of breakage and damage was just off the charts and i half of it is these things are in kids' homes, and in some homes, the parents treat it like okay, this is a school resource. It's for school. You're going to use it for that. And then you're done. And in others, it's like, yeah, take it to your room, watch YouTube all night and do what you want with it. And, you know, we had stuff come in and uh, what's wrong with it? It got milk in the keyboard. It got milk in the keyboard. Yeah. that Like that happened all by itself. You mean you let your kid eat breakfast on right. the keyboard. That's right. the problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I spent weeks at the beginning of the school year scrubbing well milk uh food crumbs snot puke I don't know what other <laughs> bodily fluids off of these damn things
0: yes yeah
1: I mean god they were just filthy and we had to get them all back at the beginning of this year and then in our school they they live in the classroom in a cart which charges them every night but getting those carts wired is a giant pain in the ass because all the chargers had to come from home and then you got to wire each one up and then, uh, it has to stay there. So, you know, decommissioning commissioning a cart and pulling all those out again, is another pain in the ass. So yeah. it was just so much of that. I think if I had to do this, if we had to do this over again, we would try and find a bunch of old ones to send home and not send the new ones home. Cause those are more expensive. We've got a, I have, uh, you know, I have 500 kids at my school. We probably have about 700 Chromebooks. Um, a couple hundred of those are older, these old Samsungs that are four years old or so, and they're kind of slow. But I would never send some of these new ones home again. These new ones have touch screens. Yeah. Uh, I could repair the screens on the old ones. I can't repair these touch screens too easily. It gets harder. It's like, you know, remember back when you could change a screen on an iPhone? Uh huh in a matter of 20 minutes with a screwdriver and some elbow grease, you, you can't do that with these newer ones. You need the specialized equipment to pull the damn thing apart. Cause it's all now Apple done with it with only uh, wants adhesives. to be the ones. Yeah. 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 It's kind of getting that way. So the older ones, like, you know, Oh, you busted your screen. Gee, I can get another one on uh, Amazon for 25 bucks and right. put it in there in about four minutes. Done. Now it's, uh, yeah, that screen's another $100 to order. And then right. replacing it is something I don't even have the tools for. So I got to send them downtown. It's just a pain. So I think if we had to do this over again, we would send old crap home. Mm. Um, the other thing we realized at the beginning of the pandemic, we tried to do remote school and school in person at the same time. So I did, I scrambled around and got cameras and screens for my teachers so that they could see their remote kids at the same time. So they'd have, you know, 15 kids in the room and then 10 more on a screen mm-hmm. and the kids are all watching her on a camera. That was a shit show. It did not work mm. well at all. Um, and we actually abandoned it after a couple of months and split out. We had a bunch of special ed teachers and we said, okay, you're now a third grade teacher. Mm. This is your remote third grade class. And now the other, teacher does not have to deal with this. They've just got kids in the room. Yeah. And that works better, but it did stretch our personnel to the breaking point. Yeah. So we never want to go through any of that again. I think at this point we won't have to because we're really close to having vaccinated kids. Mm. Yep. You know, I'm in an elementary school. There's all these people running around my school that haven't been vaccinated because they can't yet. Right. Uh, We're probably just a few weeks away from that. And I'm glad I live in a part of the country where, uh, the parents at my school will take them out and get them vaccinated mm-hmm. like that very mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. We're not in a place where they don't think this pandemic is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, that so I'm reasonably certain we will never have to get to this point again, but never know. Another, another thing may came, come along next year, <laughs> another so variant, you know. This, of it. this has been an interesting job. My first year, we had a teacher strike. They gave me a fifth grade class for a few days. That was fun. <laughs> I'm not a t- I'm not a teacher. <laughs> and these mm-hmm. were the actually what I had was a bunch of GT kids gifted and talented. They were smarter than me mm-hmm. for the most mm-hmm. part. So that got a little mm-hmm. scary at times. Yeah. Um the next year the pandemic hit, and then we're still dealing with that. So I keep wondering yeah. what's gonna happen next year. Every time I think every time I think I'm gonna get a normal year, something wacky happens. Are they hundred
0: percent back in class at this point?
1: Yeah, this year they in are,
0: normal classes and mm-hmm. and uh, all those things are.
1: Denver did something interesting. They uh, they said, okay, your school is not going to offer remote classes. If you want to keep your kid home and have remote school, we move you to a remote school. You'll have different well, teachers. That makes sense. And you know how many kids out of the five hundred we had to do that? Two hmm. decided they wanted a different school with no yeah. one they knew, right. and it was one family. It was a set of twins. Sure, and everybody in the school thinks they're probably not doing great. They could really probably do better back in the school, but we've had uh, six kids so far be quarantined and okay. have to stay home. Mm-hmm. Uh, one just today, uh, five a couple of weeks ago, all at once. Um, but it's it's working. You know, okay. they go home, they they get better, they come back. It hasn't been this, you know, transmission in the school that we're right. aware of. So that's right. good.
0: But they're out of school. They're they're not coming in. You're not offering.
1: Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. will send a Chromebook home, an old one, uh, if they really <laughs> want that to do some homework. Yeah, the family asks for it. Yeah. If it's like a first or second grader, nobody's even asking for that. We're right. Just send right. packets home, and yep. we'll just have them do yep. pencil and paper. And,
0: well, hey, we kids got do. chicken pox. Remember when we used to have chicken well, yes. pox and. I had that. And you were out a week, mm-hmm. and you, the teacher sent some homework home, you know, yep. type deal. So That's exactly what we're doing. It's, um, you know, those, those, I think those kind of things can, can um, kind of come into play. So it's interesting as you're talking about this, and I've spent a lot of time at Gallup talking with folks about hybrid and remote work over the last two years, right? We've been at the center of this from a research and polling perspective, and, uh kind of what we found too uh, in the in the in the meetings standpoint is it what what you found in the school it works best if it everybody is remote or everybody's in the same spot but yeah. when you mix them, it's not that you can't do it, but it's just much harder. If you get five remote and five in a room mm-hmm. uh, you, you get a weird, You get this weird, it's like when you're on the interstate, and you roll one window down in the back, and you get that, right? You know, it's just, it's not balanced, right? You you get, you get some pretty terrible meetings. Um, You get high engagement in some areas and low engagement in others, and you can't, and sometimes people forget there's folks on the phone. And, you know, so, yeah, we've, we've kind of, what's been interesting is we've done some stuff where, so we've said, okay, most people are, aren't in, let's just go a hundred percent. Even if you're in the office, mm-hmm. get on your, get on your camera, right? right. And get on a headset or whatever. And I work with some amazing people that nobody, nobody fights it. You know, they're just, you know, they'll, they'll come in, camera on, sometimes camera off, but mostly camera on. And, um, and everybody, everybody participates. And that's been a good, but that's been something we've seen, like a hundred percent. Again, you could do it in a hybrid scenario, right? But
1: um, What we found yeah. is it was really hard for the kids who were remote to participate at the same mm-hmm. level as the kids mm-hmm. in the room. Yeah. yeah. And at first the teachers were like, well, I don't want them to be able to interrupt because we've got a couple of kids who that's all they'll do. Right. <laughs> and right. they'll just be disruptive. And then the kids in the room aren't getting anything. And then the parents of the kids who are remote were sometimes watching and I was like, yeah, you're not giving them a chance to, it's like, it just became hard. And my wife's company, I think has gotten to the same point. She's been remote here at home since last March, but they are now at a go into the office two days a week or I'm sorry, two days a month uh, at this point. And every, every other day is remote, but those go into the office days is everyone. Everyone's in the office. Yep. They do things yeah. that way. And then everyone's back remote. Yep. Kind of what you said for your company. It's
0: we're trying to do that too. Like Tuesdays and Thursdays are kind of those days mm-hmm. I was in today. It was, it's kind of funny because I was in today and uh was tr- trying to troubleshoot an issue and sent an email to, uh, to one of my team members. She called me back on video and it was, so we're, you know, I'm talking to her. I was thinking she's home. I'm in the office. So I was thinking she's home. And then, Oh, a coworker just comes in the camera. And I was like, at first I was like, Hey, wait a minute. What is he doing there? And then I was like, are you guys in the office? And they're like, yeah, they're literally just down the hall from me. What are we are
1: doing over there?
0: <laughs> and we're doing it. You know, I could have walked over there in, in two minutes, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I've gotten so used to firing up the camera here or firing up the camera in the office. Now, listen, we've been doing this camera stuff for a long time. So I, I like it this way, John. So for me, it's not even a, you know, some of my coworkers won't turn their cameras on, and I desperately want them to. But I stopped asking them a while ago. It's just like, hey, whatever, whatever works for you. But uh, I've been doing this a very long time, and um, in, I, I don't even think like today. I don't even think twice. It was just I remember that moment. I have thinking like, what is he doing there? <laughs> like, is why is he is that? His, oh, I was like, you're here. Like yeah, yeah, we're up. I'm like, where are you in the building? I've never seen this, you know. And they're like, oh yeah, we took over this part of this floor and we're doing this kind of thing. And I was like, oh, I could just walk over and like, well, we're we're doing this thing, you know, we're doing this thing via video now. Let's let's kind of get it done. But it was one of those funny realizations. We were all in the same building, all uh, on video, and they were sharing, which is interesting. You know, typically we'd put a headset on. But they they just you know they were just playing it out through the, the speakers. I could hear both of them pretty well. Whatever they had from a microphone was working pretty well. And uh, you're like, okay, well that that works. We're, all, we're 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 200 feet from each other, and we're you know that's that's kind of the conditioning we've we've got now.
1: It Reminds you know? me of when I caught my uh, daughter and her best friend in the back of our car. It's like it got real quiet back there. I'm like, what are you guys doing? They were texting back and forth. <laughs> yeah. So you guys oh, yeah. could just turn your heads and talk to each <laughs> other. Right? Yeah. No, they didn't want you in to in hear. Our, that's exactly it. It was, yeah. it was their way of having a private conversation. But yeah. the, the absurdity, I think, to a guy my age was just like, why can't you just talk? Yeah. No, you know, No. That's back when I wasn't even texting, which was a pretty long time ago. Well,
0: my kids used to text on those on the nine key, you know, on a oh nine key pad under the table, not even looking at it. Like
1: oh God. They'd they'd t- 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 t-
0: t- so we'd be at dinner and I could, you know, my son, you could you could kind of tell, you know, the look yeah. on his face. He was concentrating. But he could, yeah, they could, man, they were they were good at that. And but those days we paid, remember we paid for text messaging. Oh, yeah. And so
1: it was a year or a month my daughter blew past her limit by like oh, yeah. Se- several hundred texts and had uh, our bill came and it was like $300 more than it should have been. Yeah. She had to pay that off. It's like, what are you doing? Uh, How uh, many texts I, are you sending a day? What you do know. you mean you need to send 1500 texts in a month? What is that? Exactly. Exactly. How many a day is that? That's insane.
0: Well, now we have unlimited yeah, no. minutes yeah. and right. unlimited and text, text, and I right. send five. You know? Yeah. It's, it's well, cause I think of all the other ways we have to communicate. Like I, I mean, the family who is just rattling my cage at the beginning of the show on Facebook messenger. So I was getting, ding, 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 you know, and I'm like, stop, I have to mute them because they get, they sense that I'm doing something like at work or whatever. And they just start hammering the chat. Right. But you think about the, you know, messenger or WhatsApp or, um, you know, all the other ways there are to communicate with each other. I just at, don't even send that many text messages, you know,
1: at, at work. I've got, Two different emails for that. I've got Google Chat. Um, there's a couple other apps people reach out to me on, and then, but most of my teachers just text me because that's the quickest thing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I got one down the hall who will just text nine one one. I mean, she's got something technical going on. She doesn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. So I have to turn my little siren on and go down the hallway.
0: And it works. However, it works to get. It, the job done. I mean, it, it doesn't, you know, some, it's, it's interesting as I think about the coaches that I work with in our, in our community, they all have different, some have these, you know, LinkedIn groups that they're part of. Some of them have stayed on Facebook. Some of them use a Messenger. Some of them are, you know, have, have done some things on LinkedIn and, you know, you're like, okay, it's just whatever works. You know, we, we, we landed on Facebook Messenger as our family chat. Hmm. Tried leaving it several times. Let's just be really clear. But oh, my wife keeps Facebook. adding me back in. Hmm. So I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, Did you uh, have a really
1: blissful day the other day when Facebook was down? I for got forever. a lot
0: of stuff done. <laughs> let me tell you, I didn't have people bothering me. It was super great. It's it I get probably, you know, I probably get four or five support questions through Facebook Messenger from our community every oh, day. Wow. So, I mean, it's work. for me, it's, it's a form of work. I probably get a couple emails. I probably get a couple messages on Facebook. I probably get a couple messages on LinkedIn. That's kind of, you know, they know, and I've given them permission to contact me directly. So Hmm. um, that, that's just, it's kind of an all day. Um, I'm going to need to figure out, I've got a bunch of projects where I just need to buckle down and you know, and in and in, in typically during a day, I just can't do them. So I'm gonna have to figure out. I have to figure out a way to hammer some of. They're they're in the heart of the pandemic. Things got really quiet for me because our coaches didn't have anything to do, mm-hmm. and it just got really quiet. And you know, June, July, and August, I mean, I cleaned. I mean, I I cleaned up. Like I <laughs> got projects done that I hadn't, that I never thought I'd get done. And uh, as this year has gotten busier. <clears throat> um, I I'm finding less time to to uh-huh. get some of that kind of work done. So, John, thanks for thanks for saying yes to this. I, I reached sure. out to Bye. the to our Patreon folks. If you want to support the show, theaverageguy.tv/slash Patreon. Thanks for your support, and just said, hey, if you're if I'd love to have you, uh, you know anybody who's a Patreon subscriber on the show, and you said, well, I don't have that much to talk about, but I'll come on, and <laughs> we talked for like we always do. Uh, I talked for an hour and a half and it's, it's always great. Great. Let me say thanks for being a part of the community. I ran out of water, which is a, I should have, I need, I need some, and I don't have any beer in my emergency fridge. That's a, that's a bad, that's a
1: bad sign. Poor planning there.
0: But very poor planning. Thanks for the support. Thanks for hanging around the community as long as you had, you've always been awesome. And, and so thanks for being a part of the meetups. Hopefully we'll do a meetup in Omaha. We're we're still shooting for that. I'm trying to get the facility locked down and uh, help me in. Always uh, appreciate that. Always a great conversation. Hang tight for one second. And I'm uh, sure I'll
1: bike there. I might ride. might Ooh. might use a car.
0: <laughs> yeah, you might want to, or at least take the train. You could especially if know. you have it in January. Yeah, uh not January. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to come to Omaha uh, in January. Um, he wants to
1: visit my sister in Dubuque in January, or for Christmas either. She no she took her years to figure that out.
0: It's beautiful though that time. Like coming here for Christmas is okay. You just don't want to be here January, and February. Mm-hmm. That's when, that's when you know that's when the bad weather hits. So, mm-hmm. couple of reminders on our way out. One is a big thanks to Christian over at Maple Grove Partners for, uh, for of course, for supporting Home Gadget Geeks. You could get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from those folks that you know and trust. Of course, you know that's Christian. If you need any hosting plans, they start as little as 10 bucks a month for some pretty great hosting. MapleGrovePartners.com. I talk about them all the time. Love to have you. Uh, if you need hosting, use Christian. Uh, join the Discord group, the slash Discord. And uh, we love great conversations going on out there. Just a fun, uh, a fun group. And so if you're looking for friendly tech, I'm trying that out as well. You can do that. If you want to leave a message for us, if you got a question, we'll leave a message. You can do that homegadgetgeeks.com. There's a little blue button in the bottom right-hand corner, and you can leave a message for us. We'll play it on the show. Find me on Twitter, if you want to do it that way, at Jay Collison. Weeger is at Tech if you want to do it as well. Mike had the night off. And I think he had to take his grandmother to a football game. I think that's the, that was his excuse. It sounds like the dog ate my lunch, but okay. That's
1: the weirdest week. excuse I've ever
0: heard. I, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's just what he said. He'll, I'm sure he'll set the record straight uh, next week. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9, e- 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. We'd love to have you, if you're listening to the recorded version, and there's, I don't know, 500, 600 of you that do. And we get, you know, 15 of you each week, which, by the way, I really appreciate all 15 of you out there in the chat room. I guess we're down to five now, but appreciate all of you that are out there. But we'd love to have a few more come out and join us live Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. Out here at theaverageguy.com/slash/live. We'll be back next week. I got a bunch more guests lined up, and uh, and we'd love to have you come out and join us. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.